You're listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technological advanced silhouette decoys on the market. And Vortex Canada, the force of optics. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 112 of the Union 0430. And we've got a great guest tonight. Um, if you're not following this dude, you need to get on the socials here real soon um, and check out because we're going to talk about some of the epic hunts he's been on. So we've got Matt Judy coming to us from from the great state of Washington. Um, but introduce the boys. Phil's still in Port Perry and Dave is still in Concordon. Um yeah, so just us tonight. Mark and Ryan are actually out out on the scout because early season starts for them uh, tomorrow morning. So they're looking to put put some geese to sleep uh, tonight and uh, and watch them. And it, Matt, oh yeah, go for it. Is it early season for the part of Ontario now too tomorrow? Uh, yeah, for Eastern. Next, for no, Eastern. For, yeah, Eastern Ontario starts tomorrow. So like Logan McNulty and those guys along the Ottawa River, they'll central. Uh, Central Ontario. Central? Yeah. Okay. I I'll haven't read the word. regs for this year yet because I don't know. I'll take your word but... for it. Um, so but... happy early goose season, boys. Yeah. For the ones that can. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was, when I reached out to Matt and we were trying to figure out a day, I was like, well, how about this day? And he was like, uh, nope, um, that's uh, the season starts that day and I'm going to be busy. So uh, I ain't doing a podcast. I was like, okay, let's, we got to figure it out. So, we decided on tonight and uh so back to back shows for us to uh we did a show last night and we're doing one tonight so um so all good matt buddy thanks for coming on like i said it was uh bobby hayes that from Ducklander calls that told us to reach out to you because he said this guy to be an awesome guest to have so i gotta thank bobby but again man thanks so much for for coming on heck yeah no problem thanks for having me boys yeah, no worries, man. I got to tell you, I've been watching your videos the last couple of days. <laughs> and here's the question. Here's the biggest question I've got for you. Do you guys have a fucking factory out there for widgeon? Because <laughs> I have never seen so much widgeon in my life. Yep. I would say we have like one of the densest widgeon populations probably in the whole country like it's just uh, it's unmatched it's unreal uh, it is fucking insane dude widgeons are to washington as blacks are to nova scotia is that right yeah yeah i never never knew it like i'm watching your videos and it's just widgeon 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 i was like holy smokes and then that video um of that 10 man with the two eurasian uh widgeons i was like holy smokes man like this is insane insane yeah. and like and pure cotton tops at that point too, right? Like when you're oh, yeah. shooting them, like as white as white can get. Yep. So yeah, January, it's, all fully plumed. Like it's the best you can get. And yeah, road awesome. trip. Awesome. Road trip. Yeah, that's yeah. a long road trip. In, in all the years I've been waterfelling, I've seen one widgeon get shot. <laughs> oh, I've shot widgeon. Oh, oh yeah, one get killed. In, in case people haven't picked up on it yet, the only reason we invite certain guests on is so we can go hunt widgeon or black ducks or whatever with them. <laughs> 100, get yeah. 100%. We had a guest on 
couple weeks ago. I can't remember who it was now. Oh, I think it was Ira, Ira McCauley from, from Momersh. And he was telling us all about that. No, 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 no. It was Micah Collins from Kansas. And we had him on and I, and I told him, I said, Micah, I've got to be a hundred percent honest with you. The only reason why we have people on the show is that we build friendships so that we can come hunt with them at some point in our lives. And he was like, yeah, let's, let's do it, man. Let's do it. So yeah, you're a hundred percent right, Dave. Um, so coming to us from the Pacific Northwest. Um, and you know what? I've got to admit, um, not that I'm extremely well-versed on all of the waterfowl hunting areas down in down stateside, but the Pacific Northwest is not what I would consider or what I thought would be uh, a glorious, glorious spot to hunt. But I'm watching your video, man, and you guys have some, some banger hunts up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a, like you said, it's not the first place you'd think of when you think of waterfowl hunting in the States, but mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like a hidden gem. It's getting more on the radar now, but we have birds and mild winters and early, early migrators come down in October and we can kill anything from, a you know, October to January. So it's kind of a little honey hole up here. <laughs> and it's, yeah. I, I, I hunt my hometown too. I, I didn't, this is like home ground that I grew up on. So that's impressive. I would think that, uh, I would think hunting up in the Pacific Northwest though, uh, much like, I grew up on the East coast of Canada. So, um, you gotta be a pretty tough hunter and, and I know it rains and it's miserable everywhere in North America when it comes to hunting birds, but it's a little bit different up in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Like there's more yeah. rain than sun. Yeah, exactly. It's on a whole nother level. Like when I tell people I hunt in the rain, I'm like, I'm talking like four to five days a week. Yeah, you're hunting in the rain. <laughs> like, yeah, big time. It's not no, it's not a drizzle either. You're stomping <laughs> through mud. And it'll rain an inch on you, and then you just, you know, you just kind of get used to it growing up here. But I tell yeah. people like, if you're gonna come hunt with us, like, bring your rain gear because it's gonna, it's yeah, gonna it, suck, but it'll be it, worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna rain. Like, there's, there's, there's no ifs ands or buts about it. The rain yeah. is coming. Hundred percent. A good day. Uh, you'd be lucky if you get sun. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I lived, I lived in BC for a while, so I, I know the climate. Um, so yeah. just North of you guys. Um, but yeah, so I really wanted to do this and, and I normally don't do it. Our, our buddy Mark usually does it, but, uh, I want to, I got to try and see if I can figure out how to share this screen. So can you guys see that now? Yeah. Cause I want to show this like, I, I fast forward it like we're at like the three minute mark, just over the three minute mark. And I would just show like this isn't a great this like look at all the birds that's already down. Now watch this. Come on. Oh like that's just dirty. Yeah, look at this though. <laughs> that is just dirty. <laughs> like I'm watching this and I and and you're right. Matt, like I'm listening to, cause I can hear you talking to your buddies in the, yeah. in the blind the whole time. Right. And you guys are like, what are we going to do? Like, we've got to get these birds up out of here. Like we've either yeah, got to exactly. wa walk it was, them. It was so many birds. It was like overwhelming. Like you just don't like, you just don't know what to do. Like ideally you'd want like a flock of like a hundred to 500, 
but it was like this right there nonstop for like 20 minutes <laughs> we were just like i don't i don't know so there's that one and then i wanted to send I wanted to I wanted to show this one because I think this is probably the best shot call I've ever seen. <laughs> I just I think that's it. Yeah, it'd be that one. Watch this. <laughs> that's a massacre. That's what that is right there. <laughs> yep, those were all wig. Those were all widgeon too. Jesus. Um. So for those that just listen to the show, this is where it pays to like and subscribe and watch the channel. But <laughs> so just listen to it, just watch it and listen to the shot call. Like what a perfectly timed shot call that is. That I just comes from experience. <laughs> yeah. Oh, buddy, that was I just oh was, I can hear hear it in the background. You want to walk them out? So yeah, exactly. I, I had to, uh, I had to show that because it like I'm watching and I'm just like, holy smokes. That's that one, insane. I'm glad we filmed that one. That video was like, we've been on hundreds of widget hunts like that. But that one was like, to me and my buddies was to, even to us was like a whole nother level that we've never, never even experienced with stuff like that. And, the one of the euros, like my buddy literally watched it come in, watched it circle, picked it out, shot it out of the air. Like that doesn't happen too often. So that was no. cool too. So do you ever find that like because we're watching that and we're seeing these ducks flying and circling you and stuff? And they always say, like, filming a hunt like that, it's very hard because a, a camera is like an extra set of eyes that you can't really hide because they're pointed right at the ducks. Do you find that flares them ever or? Or you got some little um, tips and tricks or secrets, huh? Huh? It doesn't flare them. I would say it doesn't at all. Yeah. You know, because in that in that video, I had like I was in my layout, and my camera was like outside of my mesh, just up sticking on its own. And they get so like if you get that many birds working, they get so overwhelmed with themselves, they don't even notice like where you're hiding, really. And by the time they do notice, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> Too late. Exactly. what i didn't what i didn't show on that video was was the at the very beginning when you were talking to your buddy there and mentioned you know we finally got permission on this last night and uh and he said we thought that this was going to be a roost but when yeah. we come back there was no birds on it like yeah. zero birds on it at night so like yeah. can you imagine like walking walking or driving up and seeing 2000 birds <laughs> in the daytime there and knowing that it's not the roost and you can come in at night set up and and you're in for that smasher like that that's buddy that's insane and and unreal i haven't seen numbers like that since saskatchewan so uh so that's like that's pretty crazy um i wanted to talk about this though because you're up in pacific northwest um no harlequins this year, right? Did I hear that correct? That that yep. they're taking yeah, off the correct. They're they're off the table now for this season, at least. Gone. Is the is the num is it just because of the number? Like the numbers is just not a healthy population, or um, I wouldn't quote myself on this, but I, from what I heard and read, it was that the harvest the harvest numbers got over like some certain threshold right. numbers they had set, and then yeah. It, so you know, harvest went up too much, and they shut it down. 
Um, what was it like? What's no, like in years past? Like what's normally your bag limit on 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 harlequins? Like one a season. What? So you only kill one per season. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, smokes! I thought you were able to get like. No, it's very minuscule, like nothing. I'd never even killed one. Like I'd been sea duck hunting a few times. I'd never seen one. Like I never targeted one, and all of a sudden they're gone. So I can't now. Oh wow! Yeah, one a season is like very, very minuscule. That is minuscule, but that tells me that you know, if if you're saying only one a season, then obviously the numbers are not anywhere near where where the managers want it to be right like yeah they're being very very conservative on on their limits right so wow that that's insane i i never knew that one bird a season which and makes them even that much more special in my opinion i don't know what it because you can still you could like go up to bc like i won't say exactly where i'm at but i'm very Mm -hmm. close to border so mm-hmm. you could pop over to bc and still kill them but you can't shoot them on our side which is basically the same bays and the yeah. same water so to me it just kind of doesn't make sense you know well and that's i don't know if you've heard this yet but and and i don't know if we figured it out yet dave or phil i don't know who's saying it if it's the american side or if it's the canadian side but but we've heard as well that um you can't transport birds back to the state i guess it would be stateside that's coming up with the rule because yeah. if you come up to canada now and hunt with a guide or or freelance or whatever you're coming to canada to hunt you can't bring any harvested birds back across the yeah. which huh. i'm i know there's scientists that make these decisions and they're a lot smarter than what i am but i also know that birds don't recognize the border between Canada and the United States. So whether they're flying (laughs) or they're on a plane flying, they're still flying. Yeah. So I don't really understand the logic behind that. And and I'm working on getting somebody to come on the show to explain it. Um, Explain it. Yeah. But I I just, just because you have a university degree doesn't make you smart. Well, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's some science behind it, right? Like, because ultimately, um, I think, I think decisions are made sometimes. How can I put this? Decisions are made to try and not impact anything financially as much as possible, if that makes sense. Um, so for them to make that decision, which affects the Canadian guides, because let's face it, Canadian guides are getting 90% of their customers are coming, coming south of the border. Um, it's not Canadians that's going to these guides. So if these fellas aren't able to bring their birds back that they harvest up with a Canadian guide, I would think that the Canadian guide is losing some, losing some business. Now, is that is, logic? Isn't it taxidermy as well? I have no idea, buddy. I haven't haven't heard. Could, could you imagine though? Like, yeah, you can't bring taxidermy back, but some some fellow that shot one last year, like a the beauty Harley, yeah, got a taxidermied in Canada. Can't bring it back now. Like, Yee. I know the taxidermists would probably wait, but I don't know. I got a lot of questions that I want answered. So maybe if one of our listeners knows, mm-hmm. 
drop a little comment down below. If you're on uh, Podbean or any of that stuff, like the listening stuff, come on over to the YouTube and put a comment down because that's more e- it's easier for us to interact with the YouTube side of it. So, but yeah, I'd like to know that. Yeah. So, and last week um, when we done the show, so I had posed this question, and sorry, Matt, here's one of the tangents that we go off. Um, (laughs) um, so I had said on the show last week that, you know, I had been watching social media, reading all the, all the, the reports and everything. And everybody is saying what a great hatch we had, um, this spring for, for our numbers. But then I think it was Delta waterfowl came out about two weeks ago saying that our teal numbers are down. Um, across North America, teal numbers are down and, and there was a couple more species. And I was like, well, I thought we had a great hatch. And now you're saying we, our numbers are down uh, and I couldn't figure it out. So um, not sure who outdoor man 365 is, but he chimed in on the YouTube channel and explained it to me. And and now I look like a bit of an idiot because I didn't notice, but um so the numbers that Delta report on, on the population numbers, those are off last year's hatch. Um, so that's why the numbers are down. So this year's hatch, those numbers won't reflect the population until next year. So um, I, I didn't realize that, but anyways, thanks for, thanks for chiming in and letting, letting me know. So I didn't have to lose any more sleep trying to figure out the answer to that question. But um, Matt, I also, and and just because you're you're such a like you've got such a strong social media presence, I was watching your story. So goose tacos today is that what that was? Yeah, I got them in the crock pot right behind me. Yeah. <laughs> so, buddy, I'm gonna I'm gonna make them. So now the only yeah. thing the only thing and and I'll ask you for your opinion on this is I don't have any breasts now, so I usually ground up all my breast meat, right? So I would yeah. think if I just took the ground meat and thrown in there and just use the same ingredients the same way you done it, it would still end up being the same way, I would think. Yeah, it'd just be a different texture. I'd probably taste the exact same. I would think so. Yeah. So I was just I was watching it and <laughs> and uh, the part I liked was add a little bit of lime juice and I was like a shitload. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a lot of two lines, lines. <laughs> like two lines later. It was crazy. It was, just, it was like the bottle, like, you know, <laughs> just the juice. And it was like, and add some lime juice. Just fucking lime juice. It's it was like good. watching my kids put meal in their water. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just squirt a little, a little or squirt the whole fucking bottle. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Good. Um, they don't, they, if you, I've given them to people and not told them what it was, and they just think it's beef. Like it, there's no gamey taste to them mm-hmm. or anything at all. It tastes like a lime. Tastes like lime. Watered down with lime flavor. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes like key lime pie, actually. Hell yeah. With a hint of margarita. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, so I know you 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 told me that uh next week i think next week so next thursday is it your your season starts Uh, back up this saturday oh this saturday Saturday, yeah the third through the eighth okay our early resident honker season right and it's looking pretty decent right now we had a feed we had a really good feed lined up and 
uh, it's just been dwindling for the last week. So I don't know if they're running out of running out of food or it's also been insanely, it's been like 90 degrees all week. I don't know if that's right. got messed up, but it's been all over the place. There was like 700 in there last Wednesday, Monday, there was 300 yesterday. There was 138 oh, uh, last night. There was 30 this morning. There was like 250 in there. So they're just kind of, hmm. I don't think they're going like somewhere else to feed. I think they're just like, filtering on and off and it's just random at times now. i think they're just toying with your emotions yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. before saturday cobra chickens um what's what's your like what's the corn outlook looking like on your side because everything i'm hearing from the midwest is that corn is is down um there's next to none being being grown or harvested this year um and you sort of kind of alluded to it where you said, I don't know if it's food and after moving off or like, what, what are they hitting? Are they hitting wheat? Are they hitting uh, beans, corn? These ones we're looking at are that we're going to be hunting on Saturday are in a spinach field. So Jeez. very, very weird. I've never seen them in a spinach field before, but it's not like, like spinach for consumption. It'd be seed, uh, seed okay. spinach. So I think they're eating the little seeds left behind the combine, but. Uh, hmm. usually they're in wheat in our area and that's about it if you're not on a wheat field you're not killing them like you cannot get them off those things i but, got one for you if you think spinach is weird i hunted what? prince edward island last year and they're eating fucking potatoes there <laughs> that's, no that's, joke they eat potatoes I, that's one of our main fields we hunt is potato fields here i've heard guys hunting really watermelon fields and peanut fields i could see peanut fields water that's how you're, that's how they're gonna get me is a watermelon field <laughs> Watermelon's <laughs> fucking delicious right? uh when we weren't i can just picture dave like, laying half I, naked I, I don't in a even, watermelon field with i like, don't even have a knife handy for like dramatic like busted but he, fucking watermelon all over me we were we were in afghanistan and and believe it or not that it's one of the fruits that's grown there right so you could be driving down some fucking dirt road and and there'd be water and and there'd be watermelon growing right so so imagine this like you're in that country and you know your asshole is puckered all the time when you're driving around because you never know when someone's going to try and shoot you or blow you up and yet you're eating army rations all the time right so you're just you're just craving some real real food and you're sitting in the back of your carrier and you're ripping down the road and then you hear someone stop, stop, stop. You don't know if you're about to get tacked or nothing. And somebody's jumping out to grab watermelon in front of you just so that you can have something different to eat. And here, here you are in the back of a fucking vehicle cruising down the road and the boys are cutting up watermelon. And which once that hits your system after you're done, oh, you're done. Find me a toilet, right? Like I need or fallen log. Oh, buddy, just nasty. Hot watermelon too. Oh yeah, hot water. It's watermelon. not even like, like room temperature. That's fucking hot water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like sixty degrees Celsius. So like what's that? Like 100, 130 degrees Fahrenheit. Like Com Jesus. comes out of you about the same temperature. <laughs> okay, we don't need to go any further with that. That was just a little story, story for you, there, boys. That's all that was. I'm um, like, what did I get myself into? Yeah. Like, I thought yeah. this was a waterfall podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Who signed yes. up for this? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, buddy. Uh, 
should have probably watched a couple episodes before you agreed <laughs> to come on. But this is, yeah, this format. You yeah. signed the waiver. Yeah. So, but yeah, so, but ultimately, so what have you got? You've got 10 days, I think, if my math was correct. That's what your, your resident hawker season yeah. is 10 days. I think it's six. Six. Well, my math yeah. fucking sucks. Um, six so six days. days, and it's only, uh, and I and I get it. It's only residents or or the ones that are hanging around right now. Migration haven't started. But what are you looking at? Like I know I know you're saying you've got a feed and and you've been watching that. But are you seeing a lot of birds in general? That's that's hitting the parks, hitting the golf courses, and um, and the normal spots that are normal nuisances. Yeah, it's uh it's about just average what it normally is. We we always have a lot of birds for uh for our early season i mean right. there will be feed there there's usually like four different feeds of anywhere 500 to a thousand geese in each one yeah um, and they're all pretty spread out but like so we don't have a lot of grain like very minimal grain fields here and um if we do have wheat fields it's like a cover crop to a potato field or something so there's okay. like so the way it goes here, there's like maybe five wheat fields in the entire county. And if you're not on one of those five wheat fields, you're not killing geese for the entire week. So it's oh, wow. like a, it's like a fucking war zone trying to for these, you know, early geese. Everyone in the county's hyped to start killing them. We always make it work somehow, but it's yeah, so it's pretty tight competition. Everybody likes hunting in the fair weather too, when it's you know oh, oh, of course. degrees out killing geese. So <laughs> After you're, the early shoots, everyone kind of falls off, but it, and yet you're hunting with a pretty big crew too, right? Like you got 10 guys. Like I've seen a couple of your videos now. You got you're hiding 10 guys that to, to, to do uh to do a smasher like eight to ten people almost every single hunt all season. That's insane. Eight and to ten all people like real close friends, too. It's like not like any outs, but they're like yeah, my really good friends. So we have an awesome group, and you know, I love being able to have that big of a group and uh have the success that we do at the same time also so that's like that's what i was sort of kind of getting at is that like i'm watching your videos and and seeing you know 10 10 man limits and stuff like that and and i'm just thinking like that's insane to try and hide 10 dudes um i jesus i i don't think i've ever been on a 10 man hunt like 10 people hidden in a field anywhere hunting for I don't the first Punisher camp. Really? Yeah. There was 14 of us the second day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I stand corrected. Yeah. I, I don't think I was there. Oh no. You, <laughs> yeah. You, you got a little inebriated the night before. Oh, that happens. I remember, I remember that, that one. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. That happens yeah, super- we had 14 in the field and I was like, how the fuck are we hiding this many people? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Make your own tree line. Well, yeah, make your own hedgerow. That's basically what we do. And you're so big, it's like easier to hide, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, it do. If if you look at it, like, so you, I know on that widgeon hunt and on that little hole, you guys were in your layouts. Um, but like, are you are you strictly layout hunting, or are you panel blinding it, hedgerows? It's so muddy here where you usually layouts. If you put an A-frame or a panel blind up, you're just sinking to your knees every time in mud. Wow. Um, so it's easier to hunt out of layout. My hunting style, too, is I hunt underneath 
or inside the spread, basically, you know, under, under Canada socks as a hide most of the time, most of the time right. is the tall Canada socks. And uh, so it's pretty different style that not a lot of people up here are doing, but more people are starting to. Well, um, <laughs> yeah. So that, what did they say? The imitation is the best form, yeah. form of flattery, yeah. right? Yeah, Go exactly. Dave. Sorry. Well, no, I just thought a little bit of education. Like, so when you're hunting that many guys, are you putting your, your blinds as close together as possible, like touching them? And then is that kind of the best way to set up? Pretty much. With, yeah. with, with 10 guys, right? Yeah. There's like zero space between us. We stack them up as tight as you can, basically. And uh, one of my, well, one of my downfalls too, is I absolutely cannot stand brushing blinds i hate it so i've <laughs> tried to perfect the the fine fine line on what you can get away with on sh like shitty brushing you know? <laughs> i get you i get you You know what i mean like, like how bad can i brush this blind but still kill a limit you know that's <laughs> he's he's the guy that brings the straw bale to every hunt and just like throws it over top of the blind. <laughs> yeah like, exactly. i'm not getting out because it's gonna fuck this up <laughs> yep. just, just yeah, barrel up yeah not moving his feet not doing nothing just sitting there mummy <laughs> mummy mummified yep. in his in his blind right refusing to move um but it is impressive like so if you're and and i was curious about this watching the video are you videoing, are you taking video from your phone or from a GoPro? It's a camera. Oh, it's up. a camera. Oh, it's a camera yeah. setup. And yeah. so how are you set up so that you're able to film that and shoot? Like, like, how are, how are you set up? Is it, is it on a tripod behind your, behind no, your I layout? Hold, I hold it in the blind. Oh myself. yeah. That whole, I think almost that whole video, um, I was filming and then when it was my turn to shoot, I was handing it to my buddy right to the left of me. Okay. Okay. So we go back and forth, you know, kill our birds and then um, right. do, you know, whoever's got the camera duty for a little bit, but yeah, most, I don't use a tripod or anything. It's all um, okay. just hiding in my blind and, you know, you sacrifice shooting your gun to get videos, but that's how yeah, to get to while, So it's just kind of, well, what, it works. Um, but it's obviously not hindering you and, and putting birds down. So, and, and you guys like, and that's a good, it, it's impressive. And I know, you know, everybody misses sometimes, but when you guys are shooting, like you're, you're doing, doing some serious damage to flocks when they're coming in. Like, so all the fellas are, are, are shooting in their lanes or oh, yeah. it, it appears to be like, this is a crew that you've hunted with for a long time. So you've said like, um, 10 people, you've all good buddies. So you've hunted together for a long time. So everybody knows their jobs really. Um, because if you look at, at your hunts, like there, there's a lot of birds falling out of the sky. So obviously the boys know what they're doing and, and yeah. no one's, you know, stepping outside of their arcs, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. I'd say it like that. You know, we've hunted together for so long that you just like, don't question anybody and what they have to do. It's just kind of like a well-oiled machine. Everyone knows what to do. You don't have to remind anybody of anything. And everyone's yeah. really good shots, stays their lane, like very safe all the time too. So it's not like, you know, throwing a crew of 10 random people that have never met each other, doesn't know how they act in a field. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's like complete opposite of that. So it helps out a lot that we've been hunting together, you know, for so long. We have long. a lot of that here in Southern Ontario. 
Well, Phil, remember last night, we done the show last night and that was one thing I brought up. I don't know. I think every time I hunt now, I, I, I'm always, there's always somebody new that's hunting with me. Or I shouldn't say always, but the majority of the time. And I've always got to do that spiel. And, and it's not insulting anybody's intelligence. It's just, hey, listen, um, pick a bird. Hunt. This, this is how things run. You don't like it. There's the parking lot. <laughs> but yeah. pick your lane, uh, pick a bird, you know, stay in your lane. Don't, don't worry about like, i'll pick a bird you pick a bird shoot like no no need of all of us trying to shoot right into the middle of the flock or anything like that but that's something that that i've got to say all the time wait until the wait until i say uh or you know once a dog is out but everybody put their gun down all that stuff i've got to go over that every time i go hunt but you've got a crew that's and you've said like you guys stick together and and that's your crew and and there's really no outsider so the, the good yeah. thing is you don't have to re repeat that saying every goddamn time you go hunt right show up to a field throw the spread out lay down and that's about it <laughs> start pouring you, coffee and lighting cigarettes yeah do you guys always uh have the same spot like you're the middle guy and there's the left hand guys the left hand uh, guy the right hand guy or do you, do you switch it up every time I've never even thought about it, but now that I think about it, most people, we all kind of stay in the same line every time we'll like drop our layouts. I think it's like subconsciously too. Yeah, of course. So you Supersti like, superstition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I'm always in the middle because that's the best camera angle. And then you have your guys who prefer the right side or the left side, but never really say it. They'll just like go there. Yeah. So I've never even thought about that, but we definitely do stay in like the same, the same lineup every time. You, you got to think though, like when you're, when you're getting 10 guys like that width, the ones that are coming in from the left, the guy in the center has a shot at the ones that are coming in from the right. The guys at the center has, uh, I see what you're doing. <laughs> the camera angle. Yeah, except I have a camera in my hand and not a yeah. gun. <laughs> like there's, there's the odd time where like, you know, if I'm doing a shoot and we have someone new in the group, like, are you left-handed? Oh, you are down to the end. You go. Yeah. 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 You get outcasted. To the far right. So, that. so what are you doing? So, what's your plans this season, Matt? Are you are you traveling or are you sticking strictly in 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 the state of Washington? Um, I'm traveling a fair amount this year to do some uh, uh, filming. I think in like five different states or so. But awesome. it'll be it'll be home a week, gone for four days, home for a weekend to hunt here. So I'll be hunting here and hunting other places, but not for like an extended stretch of time, just a few right. minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can you say where you're headed or you'd rather not? And, and it doesn't matter to us if you say I'd rather not. I wouldn't say it, but it's, it's for Dive Bomb, the company. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'll be traveling with those guys this year. Okay. So I'm pretty pumped for that. But yeah, I bet. Lots of, lots of, I've hardly ever been outside of Washington. So it'll be new to me, but lots of filming and it'll be it'll be awesome awesome no good nice. that's that that as my dad would always say if you think i'm jealous you're right <laughs> and those new uh i forget what they call them like the the seats with the ghillie blind might get you a little tighter there too oh yeah big, the, those dive um, bomb ones yeah. yeah yeah i've seen we those hunt, we hunt out of those a lot Oh, well, yeah. underneath the socks, yeah. So, the ghillie, like, is that what it's called? The ghillie blind? 
Do you, um, do you still grasp that in, or is that kind of one of the benefits? Just because it looks no, like it's benefits of those of those ghillie blankets is that you don't have to. They have stubble straps on them, but like for the most part, people will just throw them out, and not even not even brush them at all. I mean, you can add like a little a little natural vegetation to them, but most guys just don't. Really, you can, oh, you can yeah. still just kill as many birds without you know, add, just like I said, I like to, I find that fine line where he, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. Um, I wish, I wish Mark was on the show tonight because, uh, that would have been fun to have the two of you talk about hiding because, uh, that's two absolutely opposite ends of the spectrum, uh, between (laughs) you and Mark, because Mark is, that was his thing. Excuse me. That was his thing. Always his thing. I'll, I'll look after the blinds. I'll, I'll grass. He is the grasser extraordinaire. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's always at least one of them dudes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, so yeah. So d- traveling with dive bomb, this, this fall going to travel, do, do, do your milk run of, of hunts and, and content. Now, the filming that you're doing, the content you're doing, is that strictly for social media or, and, and buddy, if there's something that's top secret and you can't say it, just tell me to shut the fuck up, but, um, or say it. Yeah. Or say (laughs) it, but, um, like, is it for social media? Is it for dive bomb and your social media or is it, or is there a series coming out or, or is it for their YouTube channel? You know, what, what's the end goal here with, with all that? filming mainly for their youtube uh vlogs that they do all season long yeah um and you know just gathering because there will be a couple of us one guy running running a camera one guy running a video camera so still pictures and vlogging at the same time so getting stuff like we do or dive bomb does all their most of their photos in-house so we collect product shots uh, like whatever you know while we're traveling while also filming youtube videos so Mm -hmm. yeah i'm looking looking forward to that i started i think just this year i started making my own full-length youtube videos so um be doing a few for them and i'm thinking i'm gonna pump out a few of my own for my personal channel again too just to keep that going will obviously be less on my personal side this year but i mean i'll still have time to to crank out some personal videos too what uh what are you running for equipment matt uh sony a7 III with a short lens and a long lens and then also a sony handy handy cam video camera it's like a nx80 or something like that Uh, decently not top line professional equipment but like right in right in the middle there nice so do they like I assume dive bomb set this up for where, where you're filming and when you're hunting, right? Do they set like, okay, we're going here this week, here this week, or is it kind of like, we're going to start here and then we're going to kind of follow the migration or, or how are you guys running that? Um, it's pretty, it's pretty scheduled out. We have a whole calendar full of stuff blocked off already. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So it's not like show up somewhere and, you know, go where the, where the wind blows. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's so, up hunting with outfitters too a little bit of freelance and just kind of all over the place and now i there's there's a bunch of people that's listening to this they're either watching it on youtube or or they're listening it on on the on the podcast software that they have but i have no doubt in my mind that there's somebody 
And there's probably a lot of people going, man, that's the life right there. Just traveling the country, hunting. Um, and and don't get me wrong. it It is the life. I am extremely jealous of you. But it is, it's, it's, it's hard work. Oh, yeah. and, oh, and it'll wear down on you. And I've never, like, I obviously I've never had the, the opportunity to do it, but I, but I have been in company with, with a bunch of people that have done like those film, filming hunts and trying to get, especially that B-roll content. Oh, yeah. And like, it, it, it is not easy yeah. to, to, to pull these videos together. Like when you see the end product, it's not, a, it's not just as simple as just turning on the camera and letting her go. There's a lot more to it. And, and Phil, I know um, you, you do a ton of still frames and, and Dave, I know you're getting in the video work as well, but Matt, like for you to go as a company that's established and have their YouTube channel and, and the, all their followers that's following them, I would, I would assume that the content that gets put on that channel is nothing but the best. And it is, you know, fine tooth comb, gone through, make sure everything is good. Um, no issues whatsoever. It's, it's a fucking process to be able to put something like that together. I, I, and I can't imagine I've only heard the stories, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is the best of the best. Um, Besides the YouTube stuff, we try to keep that more on the real side, you know, not like just kind of like raw stuff, you know, not right. hiding anything or, or whatever, um, showing the bad stuff and the good stuff. But yeah, if like, if you're talking for posting on social media for an actual, you know, company well-established like them, it's like, it's the cream of the crop, best of the absolute best stuff you can put out there. And, um, if you mess up, you'll hear about it very oh, quickly. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm well, uh, and and rightfully so, right? Like this is this is the company's name, and and yeah, and and but, let's face it, we all know. Despite your allegiances, uh, and you could you could be a fan of whoever, it doesn't matter. But somebody is just waiting for you to mess up so that they oh, can yeah. jump all over you, oh, yeah. and and. <laughs> even on like uh like me uh, like on my personal stuff for being you know how large it is you know there's people sitting there waiting waiting for that <laughs> oh, one yeah oh like, yeah, yeah I, i'm always like watching what i do i'm like i cannot fuck up or yeah somebody will call me out on it somebody will call a game warden on me like any literally anything like you're such a you're on such a big stage that you people are just tr waiting to shred you. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you think about that. So now, so like, if I look back at some of the people that I've met over the last, let's say two, three years, Dave, and, and, and I know you've been privy to these conversations too, right? And, and people have put out content and they'll show up, they'll, they'll get their camera out and they want to do this and they want to get the content and they, they want to try and build a name for themselves, uh, get a following but, but then they do something like they'll do something asinine, like, and, and stuff that's so blatantly wrong. And then they yeah, get called out your dog's head. Well, <laughs> and you get called out, you get called out on it and then they get upset. 
Well, yeah. listen, it, it's a double-edged sword, right? Like you can use the platform to get make yourself famous, but the platform can make you famous for all the wrong reasons as well. So it, I, I, buddy, I couldn't even imagine having to sift through the amount of footage that you have to in order to make sure that it's nothing but the best and the best quality. And I'm not saying you're out there doing bad things, but yeah. You know, there's always something. There's always something that someone can fucking complain about. Yeah. And even yeah. if it's, oh, why'd Ethics you sit? Why did you set your? Yeah. Why'd you set your decoys like that? Like, that's stupid. Well, yeah, anything. <laughs> yeah, anything. Because someone's going to complain about something no matter what, right? But, but you know? smaller things like that, like the, even, I'm not saying it's small to shoot over the dog's head, but like that's kind of where some of these guys are like, Oh, I'm going to push the limit and try and get something to go viral. And then, and that's where some of these newer guys, you got to watch, right? Like, like we can post a video of shooting, shooting just a regular hunt where it's like pairs, pairs coming in over and over again, and it's not going to get anything, but then we do one little thing that's controversial or on edge and it becomes viral. And then other people see that and they're like, well, I'm going to push the edge too, just to get that yeah. quick viral video to get the followers. Exactly. To pay, right. right. So that's where it's, man. It's... Like some say even bad publicity is good publicity. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's, yeah, it's going to, sometimes someone's going to get hurt from it too. Right. I don't so, know. I I'm not a big fan of bad publicity. Um, not, not my gig. <laughs> not, no, uh, I, and I know, I know, Dave. Well, like, in fairness, bad publicity is cheaper than paying for publicity. Gets yeah. names in people's mouths. <laughs> yeah. Get manure on your lawn, maybe. Oh, that would suck. <laughs> um, that's a story Bazinga. we can talk. We'll talk about that after we're done recording, Matt. We'll fill you in on that one. You'll have a good chuckle at that one. Um, but no, you're right, Dave, because you know we we had done that show last night and we had talked to, we had talked about Ben Heron um he had come on the show and he's he's an 18 year old kid um who's who's doing very well in the calling circuit um headed out west uh to to guide for his first season this year and you know chatting with him last night and he and he's saying and this is coming from an 18 year old kid mind you and he's saying how social media, you know, it it could be the downfall of of the waterfowling world because of stuff just like what you said, Dave. Where somebody they all they they don't care about what it is that they're putting out into the world. All they care about is the count of of followers or or views that they get on on a video or on a on a picture or on a post, right? So. You know, when when you're doing your thing, Matt, and you're being as as uh, meticulous as you are and making sure that is nothing but the best. And then the same with the, you know, the 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 gatekeepers at at Dive Bomb, right? Like they want they're not taking any risk, right? Like they want no bad publicity whatsoever. Um, So so you've got how many sets of eyes combing through your your content before it's before it's approved to go up right and then yeah. this little ass hat is is purposely putting up what he knows is wrong yeah on purpose just on purpose just to get those likes to get, right trying to get his name on people's screens you know yeah like 
which is totally opposite of how I came up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just picked up a camera one day and I I knew what we were doing was so much different than anybody else in the country. I was like, man, people need to see this. Like nobody's seeing what we're seeing right now in these fields. And this has to like be somewhere because I want people to experience know what we're experiencing. So i bought a cheap camera off craigslist for like 200 bucks learned how to use it and then all of a sudden here we are now yeah and it's just crazy how it happens but I, but I, but i think talk days where you can blow up overnight too well and i think that, i think that's the, that's the big thing right and i think we can all we can all agree um that the humble beginnings right like when when you say when you say it like that listen, we're into something that's pretty special and I think people need to see it. Um, that's as genuine of, of a reason to do something that I could yeah. think of. Um, when you're saying, I need to make this so that I can be famous, um, that's probably doing it for the wrong reasons. Now, and I'm saying that as, as the person that came up with the idea for a podcast so that I could be on YouTube and, and on podcasts and people would know my name and know my brand and stuff like that. So maybe, maybe it makes me look somewhat of a hypocrite, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I, I, and Dave, uh, we, we, we talk about this all the time and we try to fit it in as much as we can, is that we try to give back to the community as much as we can. And we try to make everything we do as much educational as, as we possibly can. Sometimes you just, you can't make everything educational, but that was our goal. It wasn't so much to be famous. It was to, to try and give back to, listen, we've been, we've been really blessed with the people and the friendships we've made over the last two years. Um, and not because we've done anything special. We, we've literally come on with a show and we've had Phil, Merck and, and Ryan come on. And it was just five friends that just get on and talk about bird hunting, but yeah. we want to give something back. And, and the same with you, right? You just wanted to share your experience. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I was hoping that it would bring me more ducks, you know? Well, <laughs> <laughs> like some dudes go on and what? Yeah, never mind. Well, <laughs> send snoots. Yeah, send send snoots. Snoots. Yeah. <laughs> well, but let's face it. Like I, I'd, I'd be lying if I didn't say, um, I wasn't looking for an invite to come hunt with people because that that's ultimately the reason why I started a company way back when I did is because I wanted to meet more people so I could go hunting instead of getting told no. Every time I knocked on a farmer's door to ask for permission. I was getting yeah. tired of being told no. So and the only grind, way grinder wasn't out yet. And grinder wasn't out yet. That's right. That's 2022, buddy. There's 20 no, bucks is 20 bucks. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. You're <laughs> absolutely right. So um, yeah. No, no, I, I get it, buddy. And and I think it's, you know, for somebody like you, Matt, to say, uh, you got a camera off Craigslist for 200 bucks, and and you were just like, man, nobody is doing what we're doing. It, that that's as humble a start I think as as you could hope for and now look at you like you you've got a very very strong following on social media your 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 videos your hunts like like I said man I'm like 
is every goddamn widgeon in North America coming true to state of Washington? Because oh it certainly fucking seems like it. Yeah, there'll be there'll be grass fields here with anywhere from five to eight thousand widgeon in there without a single mallard. <laughs> that's, that's just nuts. <laughs> that yeah, you can go on a widgeon hunt and you can you can literally not see a single mallard all day long or any any other kind of duck will just be a hundred percent widge. And I don't know, it's just something that's like my I'm so addicted to it. Like it's hard oh, for I me. Bet. <laughs> yeah. I, and and especially when you're hit like when you're hitting them in in like december january like they're so, like their heads are so white like i've looked at pictures today um you had some pictures on there today of of widgeon on on snow and and yep. the caption was white on white i don't <laughs> think i've ever seen a widgeon head as white as those were on that hunt do you know what I mean? Like I've never witnessed anything like that. And and I'm, I'm sure Phil and, and Dave haven't either because we just, we just don't see it here. Well, Phil's never, ever seen. I've, I've shot Widgeon, um, not a lot, but I've shot them. Um, yeah, I've shot a Drake and I've shot a hen. But I've, we have seen, I've seen one kill. I can't remember who shot it. Oh, we'll see more like Gadwall. This is years ago, and it was shot out oh. of my 12-foot aluminum boat, but I would like a nice big stud widgeon to go with this guy. That's like the one I go. shot last year. Yeah, you shot one last year, didn't you? Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't show it publicly, but it's a perfect shot. Mm-hmm. It just, you would have had to do two mounts for it. That's that's the only problem, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sew the head back on. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. You don't I remember so, that picture? Oh man, I was so disappointed too. And like, I was part of that uh, last year. It was one of the birds on that Southern Ontario waterfowl slam. Yeah. And I was like, yep. I see it come in and I'm like, as soon as it's ready, I'm popping that thing. And it came in just perfectly. And it was maybe a little closer than I thought. And I shot it and then went out and grabbed it. And I'm like, oh man. So I sent the photo to Rich himself. I'm just like, Rich, I don't want to post this publicly to the group saying, yeah. look, I got this bird off the list. And he's just like, yeah. So we kind of talked about it. And then, yeah, nobody would mount it for me. So no, I don't imagine. I don't imagine <laughs> they would. Yeah. So Matt, buddy, um, we're getting we're getting close to that 60 minute mark. So um, so we'll we'll start to, to wrap things up. But I wanted to. Because we were asking you questions, mostly me, and then the boys chimed in. But is there anything that you wanted to get out there? Is there anything that that you know this platform can do to help you, your social media, whatever? Um, if so, here's here's your chance to 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 put it out there to the millions and millions of people that listen to our uh, podcast. Not really. I think he's frozen. Oh, he is frozen what yeah. oh no yeah it's not my fault though elon not my fault i was gonna say like what's what's his insta oh, oh Egon. He, yeah, he, he, he might jump back on though um his insta <clears throat> is good. is insta and and i'll bring it right up oh, oh, oh hold on hold on i don't want you seeing my uh ceasefire poor hub or pervor Let's uh let's, you guys talk talk amongst yourselves. Right. 
I just want to say for, for all the millions of listeners that that should be watching and not listening, all three of us have first light gear on today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just saying, just throwing it out there. Like I said though, that the arrow wool is the most comfortable thing that I wore for the last six weeks. So dude, I am I am not joking. And and here's our, our first light plug for the for the show. Um I don't know if Matt, so Matt just messaged me, said his Wi-Fi died. Um, Here, we'll plug this, the ground um, control bag. So I'm, I'm going to tell you, Dave, and, and I know you've told me in the past about these arrow wool t-shirts, and I haven't done it. Oh, Matt's back. Okay. Carry on. Hold on. There he is. It's all good, buddy. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, show's over. Thanks for watching. <laughs> so, so Matt, when when you froze up there, when your Wi-Fi died, uh, yeah. I had I had said we're at around that sixty-minute mark, so we're going to soon start tying things, uh, tidying things up, and and signing out of here. But I wanted to give you the opportunity for anything that you have on the go that you need to, that you would like to use our platform to to bring some attention to. Um, to the time is yours right here. So whatever uh, we can do to help you um, to our millions of fans, uh, go for it, buddy. Um, I don't got, I really don't got much. Just, uh, I really don't know. Man, there plug, plug your socials and plug your YouTube too. Birds, follow, follow me on social media, YouTube. Um, I'll be on Dive Bomb videos this year, my own YouTube channel and Instagram posting, you know, starting this Saturday until uh, mid-February so it's it's go time and <laughs> it's been it's been wait I've been waiting too long to you know get back after it I love filming I love um, you know showing people what we do in a in a good positive way and if anybody ever has questions for me or anything I'm always answering my messages I hardly ever read or leave anybody on red um, I'll help out new hunters whatever I'll tell you exactly what to do to kill them anything <laughs> that's that's what i got so so matt judy m-a-t-t-j-u-d-y matt judy on instagram um and you'll be able once you get him on there you'll be able to follow him everywhere else because all of his information's right there in his profile um yeah so so please go check him out i promise you if if you've got a hankering for some killing of widgeon um I don't I I don't think anybody's I've never seen anything like it on you'll you'll, you'll see it on my page and about nobody else's <laughs> yeah <laughs> no doubt no doubt yeah so so if if you're looking if you're listening and watching and and you're like man I I wish I knew what they're talking about these these widgeon hunts go check out Matt's uh Instagram and uh and you'll see and then go check out his his YouTube so lots of great things coming from Matt this this season um I'm going to be I'm going to be keeping a real close eye on you buddy and and watching and living vicariously through you that's that's for sure that's for sure um yeah, we'll tidy things up up here. Um, Phil, to you, buddy. Uh, wish you all the best uh, this fall. Looking forward to seeing uh, seeing the trips and the travels. Uh, you know, through it, uh, your YouTube channel. Like, I actually recently watched your widgeon hunt, and yeah, just an absolute banger. Yeah, looking forward to seeing more great content from you, man. All the best. Heck yeah, David. Yeah, Matt. Good to good to meet you, and I don't know, keep it up. It's 
it's fun to watch some of that shit going on. So <laughs> keep, keep doing it the way you're doing it. And don't do that. Trying to get hundred million followers from one viral video, man. Keep doing uh, it. Well yeah, dude, I appreciate it. Uh, last word to you, uh, Matt, buddy. I got nothing. Just thanks for having me on boys. It's uh, it's always a pleasure talking hunting right before it gets started meeting new people even if it's not in person it still counts so absolutely and <laughs> and uh we never said this when i when i extended the invitation or uh, nor have we talked about it before the recording of this but you're sort of kind of uh expected to take us on a hunt that to come back on um around the end of the season, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, we'd love to have you back on, buddy, and, and chat and, and find out some about your travels across the states um, this year. Are you yeah. making it up to Canada at all? Yep, we're going to Saskatchewan in September and Alberta in October. Ooh-hoo, so. so. <laughs> yeah, boy. Be, yeah, be buddy. All over. I should have some stories by the by towards the end of the season. So that'd, Abs- that'd be fun Absolutely, absolutely where, buddy. Where in Sask are you going? He's not going to uh, tell us. I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> not going to. Not going to tell us. But in, anyways, in the central mid north, though, right? Yeah, um, Regina. That's Phil. Phil's heading out. Phil's heading out to Saskatchewan. So uh, maybe you guys will high five one another um, yeah. on the highway or something like that. <laughs> um, Matt, buddy, thanks so much for coming on, dude. I know you're extremely busy, dude, and and the. Uh, season's coming up so i know you're scouting and you're getting everything ready so for you to take some time and hang out with us um we really appreciate it um and and uh, and again we're, we're really looking forward and hoping that we can uh chat chat during the season or after the season yeah. whatever whatever it is up to you and uh, oh, get yeah. you back on and and tell some funny stories and and yeah, I'll, be, I'll be watching i'll be watching your social media and everything buddy so Heck I'll yeah. uh, I'll be watching. So, um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, like I said, this is Union Zero Four Thirty, Episode One Hundred and Twelve. We are as advertised. We will never pretend to be experts. We'll never pretend to be something that we're not. We are a bunch of friends that love hanging out and talking about bird hunting, shooting ducks and geese, and bringing on new friends to introduce to you. Until next episode, big love, surround yourself with good people, and uh, we'll see you soon.